Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Thanks for tuning in once again. The whole team is here. Former sporting director and team boss George Donaldson, the voice of Rally Colin Clark, Dirtfish senior staff writer David Evans, and me, Rally fan Lisa O'Sullivan. And as we head to the end of the 2020 season, we thought it might be fun to relive great championship deciders of the past. Now, I've been making a bit of a list, David Evans. Here it is. <gasps> can I? Can I just bring? Can I just? I've, I've just got to ask you one thing, Lisa, before we get okay. started. Oh, this yeah. is a bit of a point of production order. You know when oh, we right. do that clappy thing that we've just <laughs> done? Yep. Why Why do you always say that'll do and sound quite disappointed in because the fact... We've all be, clapped. I, I tried to have, clap properly. But you uh, never, did I get it wrong? The whole idea is that you should all clap like a clapperboard and the sync that would be that you're all clapping at the same time. But in should my we, ear, I hear should, clap, sh- clap, should clap. We have, should we ever go live? See what the, what the listeners think? Shall okay. we? We could right, actually count it down. You forget Five, I'm editing this. Four. <laughs> okay. Three. Two. One. Oh. <laughs> oh I should have jumped the star. <laughs> you see my point? I said that'll do. Right, sorry. Let's it's, get on with Monza. Carry on. <laughs> and for everybody else, just because we are recording live, uh, uh, that is so that I can get them all in order so that I can just take out the bits I don't like. She, you never get us in order. <laughs> no. Anyway, I've been making a bit of a list. So my oh. list is this. 1998. 2001, 2007, 2009, and 2018, David Evans. What do they all have in common? Great, great, great championship finales. Right down to the final round. I'll counter that with... Final stage, final 500 metres. I'll counter that with the first ever in 1979, which actually was decided by one point. And Colin Clark, if you can get one of the two main protagonists that year i will buy you a cup of coffee next time come yeah. on i'll tell you i'll tell you who it was i'll tell you who it was I, it was, it was george wait a second george wait a second <laughs> it's bjorn valdegaard yes. all right who was second and and walter roll no oh. you buy me a coffee <laughs> well, i got one you just asked for one who was yeah, the no, bjorn, bjorn was bjorn was the champion bjorn was the champion in 79 yeah. wasn't he yeah, of course he was, George. Why, he was did you say he was, why did you say he was second then? No, I said one of two, because Hannah oh, was one second. Of two. Hannah, Hannah, yes. uh, now, D- David, I have another one for you then. Which other championship uh, year was decided by one point in the le- list that Lisa 2009. Correct. 2009. Correct. Mikko and Loeb. Right, got... so let's start with that. Let's start with that, because now, we're, now we're, just, we're playing a fact off. And anyone who's sitting there is going, but hang on a sec, what about 1981 when Ari Vatanen and Keith Freckland were at it? But, and I don't know anything about that. I just know it's fact. Let's talk about 2009, and then yes. we'll chuck in all the other ones, because I do remember Miko Hyvonen heading into the forests as, mm. as uh, 
Ivanen led the championship and Loeb led the rally, which was putting him in the winning position. So the only way that Ivanen was going to win the championship was if he beat Loeb. Yeah, that's right. I mean, yeah. Mikko led the championship from well, for quite a while, didn't he? Because there was a series of issues, wasn't there, through those events? Or was, yeah. Didn't he? He crashed. Sebastian crashed in Greece. Had the big Greece shunt in and Greece. Poland and Poland. No, but in po- no, 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 no. Poland. He didn't crash because I almost fell out with him about that because I suggested <laughs> he that he stuff. crashed in. Yeah. No. Well. I- but it wasn't a crash. It was a collision between the front wheel and a tree root. It wasn't a tree stump. Right. Um, and then Finland, 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 Finland. Finland wasn't great for, for Loeb. Uh, and then, of course, Australia, they were they won and they, they lost the win, didn't they? They were penalised, yeah. Yeah, for something. Well, it was no this, compliance on a suspension part. Remember, it was an underweight right. suspension yeah. part, I think mm-hmm. it was. So yeah, 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 but but you know it all came down to it, that year. It came down to a couple of things because if you remember, that was also the year of Yari Mate's most inglorious moment in Poland. Yeah. Remember oh when he had that? Oh my God, Colin! Yeah, which what a horrible was one to remember. It was, oh. but yes, but that had a, a direct effect because remember, Miko lost by a single point. That's right. Now yeah. Loeb had a dreadful rally, Poland, as we've already mentioned, the coming together with the tree root, not the crash into the tree stump. <laughs> Um, and he he was the Citroen manipulated the leaderboard so much just to try and get him a single point. They stopped Conrad Routenbach for 15 minutes in one stage, yeah. just so that Loeb could get one point. And they were quite happy with that. And then and then Yari Mati Latvala driving for for teammate of Miko Hervonen stuffs it up on that final. Gives him another space. point. Gives him another point, which wins him the championship. But I mean, also, Carl, don't forget. Don't forget, also really important in Sardinia earlier that year. Yeah, uh, Latvala had just come off the back of that big shunt in Port- Portugal, where he'd rolled Whoa. down the mountain. Oh, and that was incredible! Yeah, and he was, was and he was, and he was winning in Sardinia. Yeah, uh, and Miko was second. And we asked Malcolm, "Will you turn him around?" No, I won't, because it's really important that Yeri Matti takes the confidence from the win to build him back up after Portugal. Oh. Didn't turn them around, and if Malcolm had turned them around in Sardinia, then again, Mikko would have been champion. Lost yeah. by a point. And Incredible. one more thing, one more thing wow. to add to Mikko would have been champion if if that yep. bonnet pin hadn't gone. Remember the bonnet pin that oh. went over that, yeah. that manufactured yeah. jump, you know, and, he, and it lost him time on that final loop of stages. Um, but would he have beat, would so the, he have but genuinely... But he had to get out of the car for, for those who were... Uh, un- Again, not entirely fake because we're just all getting giddy now with the excitement. Oh, the totally giddy. I'm very giddy, <laughs> the, yes. the, the, the bonnet flew open, was flapping around, and they had to stop the car right. to get out and rip it off and chuck yeah. it into the forest. I think, I, I've got to say, got I think bonnet somewhere. I'm just excited that I can actually remember something for once. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> this, is, this is just turning into a dementia test for me. I'm passing it with the flying colours, guys. Thank you. But uh, that... Um, You've got to say though, though, would actually in a fair fight, would Mikko have beaten Loeb on that uh, on that rally GB? Well, hang on, you're I, suggesting I, you're suggesting then that that rally in its intrinsic sense is not fair. Rally's all about survival, managing your luck, getting yeah. the best out of everything in every circumstance, and Mikko had done a better job up until the last event than Loeb. Mm. It, yeah, is, is Loeb okay. ultimately faster than Mikko? Yeah. In, uh, normally, yeah. you'd put your money towards the lobe side of that Lobe. quite heavily. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. In, in that respect, 
the championship went to the right person. Well, I had no idea that, uh, that I mean, I've always liked Jerry Matty massively. And now mm. after this conversation, I've got a different view of him. He's, he's, a, he's the pantomime the pantomime villain, isn't he? <laughs> he is. We he's have, Captain we Hook, have... the ha- Captain Hook of the, the Peter Pan rallying world. If oh, we no, thought... Isn't. If we thought that uh, <laughs> it's that season, isn't it's it? It's that season, yes. It's the pantomime season in Britain, people. <laughs> well, it's not. Not this year, it's not. Well, it's not, yeah. Well, Sorry, we, well, but if, we, if, we, if we thought that was close, if we thought 09 was close, well, aren't we overlooking going into a, the championship decider in 09? There was a point between them. Going into the championship decider in 95, they were dead level. That surely yeah. has to be the closest championship fight ever. Probably we won't. We won't tell us. Oh no, we don't need to, least because oh. we did like sixty-two well, we did, hours. Yeah. Of course we did. Yeah. About there's a, a lovely ago. video on YouTube as well, isn't there? A lovely dogfish video, very, David. Very you, lovely video. With it's you, well worth you and I looking rather fetching in our dogfish uh, mm. parkas. Yeah. I'm mm. regretting that hat now. Don't let me wear that hat again. But again, Paul. again, looking at looking at ninety-five. I mean, it was it, <laughs> it was quite a heavily manipulated uh, result to get it tied going into that last event. <laughs> So a manipulation of, of results via moving drivers around, not not new, not unusual. Are we going to see That's it this very... year, guys? Are we going to see it this year? Oh. 20, it, go, the... Before we do that, 1998, we've, we've, we have spoken about that already this year, Mackinac and, and yeah. Science. That has to be the most dramatic championship deciding finish. It, I, I mean, it was. It was huge, and George was, was right in it the middle awful. of it. It was awful. It was absolutely awful. But the, the way that it was decided was, oh, it was tell shocking. Tell us, George. Yeah. Tell us again from your oh, point of view. Sorry right. to rip open those scars. Well, I mean, Carlos <laughs> just driving such a phenomenally careful rally. I mean, not doing what Carlos likes to do, but doing what you have to, going for his third world championship. And he'd been close more than once or twice after his first two with Toyota. And uh, and then um, he uh, the engine blew up. I mean, it, it, Toyota engines don't blow up. They're super reliable, and George. and I know we had, we had a we did a wee bit about it, it earlier this year. It just didn't just blow up. It, 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 it blew up. Where it blew it, up. It blew yeah. up. It blew up between the flying finish and the stop line pretty oh, well, wasn't it? <laughs> By the time the car stopped, and and it it, it basically um, well, I mean, there's a bit of a debate about what happened. I mean, Carlos says that there was an intrinsic weakness in the engines at that time. And and granted, uh, Marcus had retired from that engine with a with an engine failure, which was most unusual. And I remember thinking back and looking back, and it was that an issue. Um, Marcus wouldn't norm, wouldn't necessarily be getting first choice engines, and I mean the difference between a first choice engine and a second choice engine might be two horsepower. They'll be built exactly the same way. Um, so I mean it 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 wouldn't be a build issue with the engine. It would have been a it would have been a uh, a mapping issue on the car, which which leans towards the story that I had about about that, that um, someone had been playing around with that a little bit, not not to deliberately, not to cause a problem, but I think somebody someone was using Carlos's um, um, gentle sort of run through those those last couple of days, well, last couple of days, nearly the whole rally. Um, uh, just to, uh, because they could, they could uh, gather a little bit of data from the engine. I've no idea what somebody was thinking about, but um, um, I was told it was running incredibly high boost by the end of that rally, and Carlos was driving it so gently and so slowly right down at the bottom of the end. The engine 
potentially was getting. Potentially, I say it, it's just it's it's at this point now supposition, but I'm 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 fairly fairly sure of of my my but, ground that the engine but, just got heavily lo loads at lower RPM than it normally would, and that's what took it out. And it finally been uncannily it blew in the last few yards of the rally. Could the thing not have just held on an extra minute? got out onto the road section and then just had a nice easy drive down the road. You know, it, it had nothing to do after that. Would would that thing have started again, George? Or oh, not? No, it, had, no, had it no, disintegrated? It was, no, no, it was, it, there was a rod out through the side of the that block. That windscreen had oh, really? gone. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say as well, that's yeah. my... It's about two years before I started getting involved in rallying, mm. but I remember the images of, as I now know, it was Moyer who was smashing yeah. his helmet yes. through. I, I always thought it was Carlos Sainz. Until no. relatively recently, yes. which I thought which just showed how annoyed is the word I'm going to use off he was. Mm. And it, <laughs> yeah. it just that image, that frustration is mm -hmm. an, an historic rally image. It yeah, is. And it without, is. without 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 wishing to name drop, I spoke to the, the King of Spain this afternoon. Uh, <laughs> and we briefly chatted because, of course, he was yesterday. He was announced as a team owner and uh, driver of an Extreme E team, uh, which was very exciting. Uh, but I so I chatted to him about that for a bit, and then we talked about uh, Elvin because we forget that Gwyndaf Evans, Elvin's father, was actually a teammate of Carlos's at Ford. Mm -hmm. um, and I asked, as I ask everybody, uh, after just seven rounds this year, you know, would Elvin deserve the championship? Uh, and uh, in Carlos's eyes, absolutely, 100%. If you finish first, then, you know, you, you absolutely deserve to be champion. Everybody's had the same opportunity uh, to score points. Uh, and he scored more. Potentially, he will have scored more than anybody else. So, But, you know, the way when you talk to Carlos, he has such you know, a way of approaching these things. So analytical, so absolutely fascinating. But you'll be able to read lots of news from Carlos in the lead up to Dakar. And, of course, the first round of Extreme E in, I think, March uh, next year. Uh, all of it on, on, on Dirtfish.com. The one championship which, which Carlos was involved in going down to the final round, that actually it kind of fizzled out very, very quickly. It was one of the ones that you mentioned at the top there yeah. in, in 01. When he, but yeah. he was, you know, there were four of them that year. There was Carlos, who had the least amount of points. Then there was Tommy... Colin and Richard, um, and I'm pretty sure the three of them were they not all? There was either two or three points splitting those three, wasn't it? It was super tight at the top. Oh yeah. Um, and but that was the year that Mackinnon had the Mitsubishi had switched to the to the World Rally car by then in the middle of the year, didn't they? Did they switch um, in the middle of the year? No, it was it was uh, it was '99 that they did that. They were still driving. They were still driving the. The what was it Evo was it the Evo Seven or Evo Eight? Two thousand and one was their last year, wasn't it in the WRC? Uh, no, because Alistair no, Alistair no, went they, there, didn't they? Went, they went a bit longer. Ninety eight, Tommy was still in the Group A car. We were still, in, we were still is... in the Group A car when I went there in at the end of 2000, 2000, 2001. They 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 switched from the World Rally car at the end of 2001, to the World Rally car at the end of 2001. So there, well, it, okay. Yeah. So, but yeah. it, it still wasn't, um, that last evolution, I don't recall it as being one of the better evolutions of the Lancer at all. It, I mean, it may just be, David, again. 
I have a question. I have a question. <laughs> right. while, while, you, while you rack your brains, and I can hear the cogs whirring and all the, the bits trying right. to connect in your brain, and they're clearly not connecting, but that's okay. As you said, you're getting older. That's okay. Mm. Um, you mentioned science there. Uh, that wasn't the year of the onboard fire, was it? Yeah. What, what was the year of Rally GB where he had a chance when, of Yeah, winning? I think it was where something went on fire and it all started yeah. to smoke, didn't it? it and he went off the road. It started to smoke at the start of a stage. And it, and was it that not out, the, in, in the, the Citroen? Was that in the Citroen? I thought it was in the Citroen then. Was it? One thing is quite clear here. Yeah. We haven't done our homework for this podcast. Well, Lisa, Lisa threw us a curveball, but it's good fun. <laughs> but I, like I think you squirm. we absolutely have to talk okay. about 01 and that, and that championship decider that, that, that Richard Burns won because the way that he did it, you know, we had those four going into it. Then Carlos was, uh, no, sorry, Tommy was out quite early. Carlos was never really in it. Um, and that was the year. Oh, God, here we go again. <laughs> That was the year that Carlos went off into the Marshall's cars, wasn't it? And Ford withdrew all of the cars. Because Higgy, Mark Higgins was... was, was, Yeah, that's right, it was. Mark Higgins was right up there and and uh probably going to win the event, as as Higgy probably should have done, because he was such a legend. Um, And unfortunately, he got withdrawn. Seriously, uh, Higgins was going. You had a chance. He may not. He may not have won it, Colin. If you're going to be pedantic about it, but he was <laughs> so He I'm had enough excited. talent. I'm he had enough excited. talent to win it. I'm, I'll uh-huh. tell you why I'm getting excited, David. Because um, it, it goes back to another debate stroke argument I had with some people earlier this week about R5 cars and R5 plus, one of George's favourite topics, um, and about your introducing an affordable top level uh, yeah. formula that would that would allow us to have the likes of the Higginses and the likes of the Jorge Recaldes and the likes, I suppose, of the Possum Borns from Argentina. You're mm. actually having a run in a world. Local heroes. Time. Local right. heroes. Local heroes. And, you know, yeah. and, and someone said, well, you know, they'd be lucky to get top five or six finishes. Now, that may be correct, and I think that would be pretty good. Um, but, yeah, you know, local heroes did win rallies in the past, and they certainly at least challenged for rally wins, didn't they? Oh, they did, and you know, you you mentioned them there. You know, the likes of Ricalde and people like that. And you know, every year when I started out watching um, the RAC, and it's, I'm sure it's the same for us all. You know, you'd look to the likes of Russell Brooks and Jimmy McRae and David Llewellyn, and every year you'd think this year. I remember when Jimmy got that Toyota Celica, the GT4, that he had it in probably '88, and then Llewellyn had it in '89 and '90. The, the hype and the build-up of thinking, crikey, this could be it. This could be the year. Mm. Uh, and then ultimately, there was a, a little bit of disappointment again. Um, but yeah, you know, it was possible because the, the likes of a Sunbeam Lotus or RS1800 or, or those kind of cars were affordable. Uh, and they were on a pretty much a level playing field with, with the factory cars. Uh, and now, you know, we're a world away. You know, you're looking at, you know, just ridiculous amounts of money to try and hire, if you're even allowed to hire, which actually I suppose you are right now, to hire a, a Rally 1 car. Um, but, you know, the level of technology and the aero and everything in the car, you're not going to get in that car and finish anywhere near the podium. You know, you'd be lucky to get a top six or a top ten mm. um, as, a, as a local area. So you're quite Are you right, saying that Rob. rallying's moved far away from its roots of being a road a, car that goes out there to compete? A very, very, very long way. And, you know, I think that this... The argument for Rally 2 and Rally 2 Plus, uh, the, the, what was known as R5, is dead on in that respect because it does, it would encourage people. You know, if you've got a car that's costing no more than a quarter of a million euros, you can hire them 
considerably cheaper. The parts and the maintenance of that car is going to be cheaper per event. Uh, and you're going to get people like the Higginses and, you know, the Matt Edwards and these kind of people just giving it a go. Uh, and that... Well... Yeah. But but basically, rally cars are supposed to be road cars that with a little yeah. bit of tinkering, Lisa, anybody compete. And, and the local heroes will agree. be able to compete we on all a agree. Play, level playing field. And we will see some of those in the Rally 2 category in Monza this week, bringing us back to Monza well and done. this year's championship decider. So what yeah. I've done there. Smooth. Yeah, yeah, uh, very clever, dude. Yeah. was very, very where, skilled. Segway. Where is our, where is it's our money? It's almost a broadcaster right? now, isn't he? Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> Are you where, saying where it's is a Amity? real championship decider this weekend? I, I think it, I yeah. was not so sure until I spoke to Ogier and he said we were talking about the weather and the conditions and the fact that there could be some snow coming in and mm-hmm. all this great excitement. Wow. Um, <laughs> and he said, you know, the championship is, is, is open still. And it is because, you know, Ogier has to shoot for the stars here. He has to go for the rally win, five-point power stage, do that. And he has taken immediately, he's taken eight points out of Elvin. And that puts real pressure on Elvin. Like Ogier said, you know, Elvin will have to drive a strong rally. Um, and the pressure, according to Sebastian, is all on Elvin right now because, you know, it, do you want to be the hunted or do you want to be the hunter? Mm. Um, yeah. And for sure, you know, I think <laughs> when you are that hunted driver, you know, you're immediately a little bit more on the mm-hmm. defensive listening for things from the go from yeah. the word go whereas Ogier is just bring it you know mm-hmm. and absolutely crack on it, it comes how long back has it been since favorite... we had a rally with everybody starting from the same lack of knowledge <sighs> well a brand new rally uh, when did we last yeah. chili brand new chili rallies? it would have been chili 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 yeah chili yeah 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 so on yeah. that on that yeah. ba- on that basis uh Thierry Neuville's got the most experience because he knows what mistakes he can make on a brand new rally <laughs> And but you know Thierry no and there, Danny Thierry. and to do. they've they've all done Monza, haven't they? You know, yeah, and they have. Let's not oh, forget yeah. this. You know, it's going to be a different style of rally at Monza, but it's still using the same roads, still using yeah. the same the same uh-huh. curbs, the same everything. They know if it rains, they know what tire to use. They've got data on you know where the mm-hmm. the brake temperatures are going to get to, and all of that stuff. Whereas you know Ogier, Evans, Tanak, a lot of these boys haven't been there. So th- there will be a small, and it's a bit of familiarity. You know, the fact that Thierry and Danny and, and Mickelson, another one, has has been there uh, and knows exactly what to expect when they go out onto that stage. Uh, it, it will give them an advantage until we get to Saturday when with these three, fa- and having seen some photos, they look just like proper Monte Carlo stages. Oh, they're tremendous. Have you seen the weather was, forecast, I was David? salivating. No, I have yeah. not looked. The, the Tell we- us. George, the forecast is for the next next few days in, I think it's the middle stage in that loop on Saturday that goes up and across the top. Um, the forecast is for actually quite an accumulation of snow <laughs> over the next two or three days. So that, that'll be interesting. We don't, listen, we don't want too much snow because if there's too much snow, they'll cancel it. Um, but no, this stage. is this is the point though, that as we reported on Dirtfish.com, Michelin are taking snow tires, um, not the ones with studs, but a, a proper winter, essentially the Monty snow tire without the stud. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the moment, they're not actually allowed to use them because they they've got nominated the soft and the hard compound dry tire, and the obviously they've got the wet. Um, the tire that's always in the package for tarmac rallies there isn't a fourth tire option so essentially if the snow does come <coughs> excuse me 
uh, Michelin, Ono Remy said that, you know, they want to have the tyres in the truck so that if the snow does come, they can talk to the FAA, they can talk to the teams, and they can potentially put this forward as a way that we don't have to cancel those stages, which is great for Michelin runners. Mm-hmm. But, you know, does Pirelli do the same thing? No, I, Pirelli, I, Pirelli I've, I've been told today, have taken uh, snow tyres as well, David. So that's yeah, news, so, that's news that's come out today. So they, they, the snow tyres are there with Pirelli and with Michelin. So, so technically, as long as we can get buy-in from the FIA and the teams, you know, there's no reason why snow should should yeah. shut those stages. Yeah, here's where it gets um, interesting, though. There are some teams that would, and I'm not going to name any teams, but there are some teams that would like to see those stages running. Yeah. Others who it would actually work better for them if they didn't run, if yeah. they didn't run. So to get buy-in from the teams over a decision like that, it's, it's a, nearly you know, impossible. Nearly impossible. It, nearly you would impossible. need to do it before the event starts. You need well, George, to have. Yeah. Well, before you the event starts, have... you won't. You won't get buy-in either, George, because you know. Um, okay. Well, well, then, we'll then we'll, if I if I just has to make a statement before the rally, this is what's going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's the, you, you won't get consensus. You absolutely won't no, because, the, as, the, as we um, know, that yeah. the team that's leading the manufacturers' championship is going to want to run as few kilometers as possible. And when mm. when we're talking about stages which have massive uh, potential compromised for, for conditions compromised yeah. conditions they absolutely if there's any chance George we, we talked about this in Turkey didn't we and remember you oh, were getting yeah. your you, you were getting your spades out to dig holes in the roads to get stages cancelled uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah people um, people but, have well I mean I was giving before anyone thinks I'm some sort of dreadful cheat um, <laughs> it, it's all things that have been done example. in the past it's been <laughs> yeah. yes I'm not a dreadful cheat the uh, the the it's been done by team managers in the past. Lancia, British Leyland. Well, British Leyland before it was British Leyland. I don't know what they used to be. Austin. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be fascinating. But the other point I wanted to make, David, is that, okay, the stages around the Monza circuit. It's fascinating when you do a bit of research into Monza. Do you know, it was, it was the largest walled park in Europe for quite some time. And, and yeah. it's not just a circuit. It's a circuit with some... Some amazing link roads, but it's still slightly Mickey Mouse, those stages around the circuit. Now, mm. you look back at those type of stages over the past, say, five <laughs> or ten years, and there is a propensity for drivers to make mistakes, probably even more so than in normal st- stages. So mm. from Elvin Evans's point of view, you know, it's th- those nagging It's difficult. Little, really difficult. Really, really difficult. Yeah. It, it is, and you know we've seen Elvin make. I'm sure did he has he made a mistake in on the seafront in Salou before? He has in the R5 you know, car th- in the, the, the DMAC car. Oh, was it the World Rally car? Maybe, maybe it was in the World Rally car. It was the, almost the final corner, and he and he. But he, those stages where you've got you've got big straw bales, you've got concrete bollards. You, you know the speed is slow, but it doesn't. You know all you've got to do is tweak. You know we saw again Ogier in. Was it in Sardinia where he caught the yeah. the steering was open and he caught the wheel on a on a concrete block or something, and that's it. You know, yeah. it doesn't have to be a high speed impact, just the tiniest, smallest thing. You've got to be so neat and so tidy uh, to <coughs> to do it. I do have, uh, if you stay on the line, caller, I've got it here actually. <laughs> Steve Jones, the absolute legend that is rallying UK. At Rallying UK. If you don't follow him, you really should follow him. Absolutely. Uh, he has provided the most incredible uh, spreadsheet of who has to do what. Uh, and I can tell you, if Ogier does the perfect rally and wins everything, he will end up with 127 points. 
if Elvin is second, he doesn't need any power stage points at all. He will still be champion. If he is third, he wouldn't be champion. He'd have missed it by a point. Wow. Well, even that, uh, even that... with power stage points. Without, no, if he, oh, if of he course, because score, O'Shea would have yeah. banked them. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but if if Elvis takes two or three, yeah, I mean, if 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 he's on the podium and he's taking two or three power stage points, he's fine. He's absolutely fine. But it is that the pressure is there for him. You know, if El, if uh, if Ogier does win and win, uh, you know, there's 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 no way that Elvin can hang around. He's mm. he's got to be up there. But we've seen it. You know, we saw with Monte Carlo this year. He immediately felt comfortable in that car, on that kind of Saturday stages, the stages that we're going to see on Saturday. He he found comfort in the, in the car straight away, and I, that hasn't gone away. You know, he's become more familiar with the car. One thing that the the drivers, the, all three Toyota drivers, and of course Tanak, are struggling for, are lacking, perhaps not struggling for, they're lacking is is time in tarmac spec, because we haven't had too many tarmac rallies this year. In fact, we've had uh, none. What Monte Carlo? Monte, well, well, yeah, yeah, Mon- yeah, but then Monte's not pure tarmac. It's it? not pure tarmac, and Tanak obviously only got a few <laughs> stages, didn't he, before he yeah. unceremoniously dumped it off the road, launched it off the road. So, yeah. well, David, what, what you're talking about that spreadsheet? What it shows, mm. you know, is that it's it's no walk in the park for Elvin <laughs> Evans. You know, no. he, he can't just say, okay, well, I'm I'm going to put around there if I finish fifth or sixth or fourth or fifth. Um, that's fine. You know. It, it, if he wants to keep the destiny of the World Championship in his hands, then he has to absolutely stay on it this weekend and, and, and get the result and force force the result, if you like. Um, you know, it, that, it is but, going to be fascinating. But when we saw him in Wales last week, Paul, or the week yeah. before or whenever it was, that's exactly what his intention is. Yeah. You know, he is not going there thinking second, third, three points from there, two points from there, that makes, yep, then he has to forget that. You know, yeah. he's going there to win the rally. What what he's um, doing is he's he is just the approach to this rally is no different from the approach to the six previous rallies we've had this year. It is exactly the same approach, um, and if he does that, he will do enough for sure. Uh, remember, he's had what he's had two wins, he's had a third, he's had three fourth places, I think. So uh, you know he, he should he should with that approach he should be able to secure the championship, and it would be quite some win. It really would. Um, and you know, know the other just, th- the other thing that I think is really important for Elvin is you know there has been a huge amount of chatter you know we've seen Pierre people like Thierry and and stuff sort of detracting a little bit saying you know it's not a real one it's not a real win it's not a real championship if Elvin Evans goes out and wins round seven he's won three of seven rounds yeah. he is by any measure a worthy champion a hundred percent so it gives him this opportunity to turn around and give a two-fingered salute to anybody who <laughs> doubts him. Um, and I, I'm sure there would be an element that, that he'd, he'd want to do that. And again, Ogier said exactly the same. You know, he said he wouldn't, if he wins this championship, he won't hold it in the same way um, that, he, that he's had his other championships. But, you know, this last round does give everybody a chance to say, there, look, you know, I'm quickest. New rally for us all, and look what I've done. Yeah, it'll be great. It really will. I'm really, really looking forward to it. David, that little ping in the background there, was that my message coming through to you? It's me. Uh. It was me, but don't worry. I can remove pings beautifully. People will listen to this and go, what ping? Really? 
Wow. Yeah, well, can... your, your software is remarkable, Lisa. No, no, but... my skills are remarkable, but I do oh, think no, that does make it a good time to kind of start rounding it up. It's going to be an incredible conclusion to the season regardless but that won't be the end of the spin the rally pods that we're going to bring you as you probably guess we, we uh, well last last time we were on we mentioned we wanted to talk about new technology <clears throat> excuse me and boy have we got a conversation to have about new technology lads uh, i think yes. that's possibly what we need to talk about next yeah. Or maybe we should, we perhaps should talk about what exactly happens this weekend next. Let's just keep putting green off uh, for a couple of weeks. Uh, and just before we go, we should also absolutely mention that, of course, it's not just a two-horse race. Uh, Thierry Neville and Oit Tanek both have a chance of winning uh, a championship this weekend, but, you know, all hell would have to break loose. And essentially both uh, Toyotas would have to retire. Stranger um, things have happened in rallying. Well, absolutely. Yeah, they certainly have. And, of course, we've got the Manufacturers Championship and we've got the Junior Championship and we've got, good Lord, we've got WRC2 and WRC3. Oh, you know, it's, it's all happening, all David. There. It's, it's, all happening. Happening. it's all happening. <laughs> it's all happening. Are you, guys, you are you guys going out there? Obviously, you're going out there. Yeah, all going to be very excited there. Very. Yeah. Yep. And what, what are you allowed to do when you're out there? Uh, watch rally cars. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. Get excited, George. Talk to yes. rally drivers. Get excited and, <laughs> and get really excited about the weather. That is going to be probably my main topic of discussion as, this weekend. As as Brits call it, doesn't take us a lot. No. It doesn't take a lot to get us excited about the weather. Does That's very it? true. That's and very at least true. Colin will not have his hideous feet on show in those yes, wretched <sighs> sandal yes, shoe he, things that he always has to wear at a stage end. Are you even taking them, Colin? No, no, I tell you what I have bought, though. I it bought, could be I've... quite warm in, in Monza, though. In, no, in the centre of Milan, they'll go down well. I, they I would be appreciated by the, the of Milanese. What, what I've bought, David, and you haven't seen these, I've bought myself a nice pair of leather hunter wellies. They are very, very fetching. And You're they coming are going... in leather leather wellies? Leather wellies, they're really cool, really cool boots. That's Which sort of website did you find those on, Carl? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, lower the tone. Yeah, You've been listening to Spin the Rally Pod. I'm just going to fade them out at this point as they start tearing strips out of each other. If you want to get in touch with more things rallying, at Dirtfish Rally is the way to contact the team. But that's it for this episode. Thank you. Thanks, Liz. <laughs> Thank you. Leather wellies. No, honestly, guys. Mm-hmm.